You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. That's the fact, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. I love you, tiny people. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Sometimes, you know, as I go through the news uh, the day after day, night after night, uh, I, I start to see patterns. And uh, it's remarkable over the last several days, uh, the number of stories that, that mention a shortage of police. Uh, Wall Street Journal, mass shootings, weekend violence prompt U.S. cities to step up safety measures. And we can get into that a little bit. Uh, but one of the, uh, uh, well, their lead is police chiefs and mayors are working to bolster public safety amid rising gun violence, spate of other crimes, et cetera. Police departments across the country stretched thin by retirements and difficulties recruiting are being asked to do more with fewer officers. Uh, they're talking about enhanced training and that sort of thing. Uh, in Phoenix, the police chief said her department has contacted schools in the city to tighten coordination in the event of an attack. And plans over the summer to offer active shooter training for churches, businesses, other institutions. Uh, gun homicides in 2020 surged to their highest level in a quarter of a century. And that increase is continuing this year. Could well be worse. And they get into a bunch of different examples. Uh, cities all across the country. Most of them, again, young men in disputes that they settle with firearms as opposed to the school shooting type uh, lunatic. 
But I, so I started clicking around because I'd seen it in the New York Post. New York uh, NYPD exodus. Police on pace to quit and retire in record numbers. Uh, some 524 cops have resigned. 1,072 have retired as of May 31st. That's this year. It's a 38% spike from the same period last year. Why? Well, they say anti-cop hostility, bail reform, rising crime have fed into frustration among the NYPD rank and file. The anti-cop uh, hostility, we've talked about that a fair amount. The so whole post-George Floyd thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we have a friend of the show who, um, I guess he retired. He started young and, you know, he did 20 years and qualified for something and so retired. But he, he said that he didn't realize how much pressure he was feeling in the modern uh, environment for police until he retired and that it had just been wearing on him so much. I mean, the, the, and, and, and some, some of you think this is good, but cops are under way more pressure about getting sued and being scrutinized and everything is body cammed and everybody pulls out a, a phone to videotape you, every traffic stop, everything you ever do. It would be a different job than it was not very many years ago. Yeah, and some of it, as you indicated, is a positive. But sure. one friend who's a retired police officer said, I am one uh, cell phone video from a bad angle away from being on the national news every night. Exactly. With the resultant you know, stress, damage to career, danger to the family, whatever. I mean, if you're picketing and screeching outside Supreme Court justices' homes these days, some cop, you know, again, caught at a bad angle doing the right thing, which sometimes looks mean, you know, and, and he said, I'm just so he retired first chance he got. So, um, so, so society will have to figure this out. Um, obviously, there were cops getting away with lying about what happened for a well forever. Yes. Until video came around. And we've seen plenty of examples in the last several years of the cops say one thing and then you look at a video and say, no, that's not what happened. And they, and they, they pay the price for it, rightfully so. But now we also have the situation where you legit thought the person had a gun. Absolutely, 100% legitimately in a very tense situation, had to make a split-second decision. It wasn't a gun. It was a cell phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And your name is on the news, and you get doxxed, and people are coming after your family. And, I mean, it's, oh, my God, what a horror. So yeah. society's going to have to figure this out because we have to be able to hire people to do these jobs. We have to have these jobs filled by people qualified to do them. And I don't know how we're going to reach that. Sweet spot. Yeah, some more uh, from this article about the NYPD, and I've got other articles about L.A. and and Seattle that have terrible cop shortages and growing. Uh, but they mentioned bail reform and rising crime. Uh, they've fed into the frustration among the NYPD rank and file. The city's out of control, said uh, one former Queens cop, especially since bail reform. The mantra now is get out while you still can. Uh, he said, my patrol gig got worse and worse over time. The last few years, so many people have been leaving, and manpower was so low that you'd go to work and you'd answer 25 to 30 uh, calls a day, and you're burnt out by the end of the day. There's no time for law enforcement because it would be uh, radio run, radio run, radio run all day long. And then, even when you made an arrest or arrests, they're back in the precinct picking up their property the same day. Well, that would be frustrating. So it's it's feeding on itself then. 
So you have a cop shortage, so the cops you do have are overworked, so they want to quit. So it feeds on itself. Well, and and plus, you know, any good cop you talk to, and I've uh, talked to many through the years, they want bad people kept away from nice people. It makes them happy when they can protect the good people of America from crime. It gives them a deep satisfaction. That's why they do what they do. And uh, and and getting back to this uh, Queens cop, r- residents would ask, "Why does this keep happening?" And I would have to explain to them, "This guy's going to be locked up tonight, but tomorrow night he's going to come down your block again. He's going to be on the same corner. You're going to see him in the same stores committing crimes. I wish there was more than we can do, but we can't." Boy, that's a very good point. You've eliminated the only emotional enjoyment you get out of being a cop is that you're putting away bad guys in making society safer if you don't Mm -hmm. have that sense and why would you if people get out the second you arrest them yeah so why would you do the job is babysitting the worst three percent of of humans and the danger and the stress and you know people videotaping you and screaming at you all day long i mean you can see why people are quitting uh, officers says New York Post typically work 20 years or more to collect their full pension, which can equate to 50% of their final average salary, et cetera. Uh, data obtained by the Post shows, uh, oh, sorry, I wanted to do this one. Uh, last year, the number of cops who quit before becoming eligible for their full pension was the highest in 20 years. And this year, we're on pace for the highest ever recorded. Um, they just, they will not finish their 20 years. They, they I can't live like this. Uh, in they say in record numbers. Well, we're going to have to figure this out. Yeah, and I don't so. know what the answer is. No, I don't either. Uh, Seattle PD is down thirty officers in the first quarter of twenty twenty two and falling behind project, uh, projections. The, uh, the the head of the union says they're actually realistically down sixty. The way okay, things are and, going, and and I hadn't thought about this before. It's fairly obvious now. So that makes it w- more likely. That cops are going to quit, that they're behind, because your job is, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, wow, that's a problem. Well, and there was a story that the liberal mayor of Los Angeles wanted to hire, I think it was 792 officers or something like that, and they fell way short of the goal. So, L.A.'s crazy short. Luckily, crime is down, and there are no bums and junkies menacing the streets. Oh, that's right, crime is up. And you can't hardly turn around without some lunatic, you know, screaming at you or stealing your stuff or, you know, stabbing some poor woman in a furniture store. I was bumping around San Francisco doing some touristy stuff over the weekend. And the signs everywhere. You were in a leather parade. Tell the truth. It's okay. Nobody judges. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked pretty good with my new intermittent fasting. I went down a size in my leather gear, so. Yeah, pretty well, happy. it is assless chap season, so you got to get in shape. Um, uh, every place I went that was touristy, they got the big signs warning you to not have valuables in your car, and all the and they all have a picture of a guy in a mask looking menacing or whatever. <laughs> Lock up values and pictures of broken windows and that sort of stuff. And I thought I have lived around here for decades. This didn't used to be a thing. You didn't have pictures. Everywhere, middle of broad daylight, where there are people everywhere warning you that you're going to get your car smashed into. It's just, it's just going to happen. 
Well, and I love the the idea that they're wearing masks because that suggests they have some fear of being well, right. arrested yeah, and funny. charged and convicted. Yeah, I had <laughs> the same don't. thought. Whoever breaks the window, I was riding a motorcycle, but whoever breaks the window of a car and gets in, they're not wearing a mask. They're not worried if you, if you see them. Go ahead. Here's my picture. My name's Jim Jones, in case you were wondering. Nobody's going to do anything. Right, and, and uh, you know, remove all valuables. A ballpoint pen is enough for somebody to smash a window and grab it these days. So just leave your windows open. Frustrating. Yeah, I know. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you tried the new Coca-Cola products, the new uh, I guess I was going to say caffeinated, but Coca-Cola's always had caffeine in it. The new mm-hmm. coffee Coca-Cola products? No, I have not, sir. I, I just never drink any sort of uh, soft drinks. Neither do I. I've had two mm. in 20 years, maybe. I, I haven't had a oh. full can of pop in many decades, probably. But anyway, saw it in the store and thought I'd give it a whirl. They've got these, uh, they're, they're little cans, so they're like, they're the little, tall little skinny cans, so they're like the same shape a lot of your energy cans. So they're trying to compete with that market, and apparently people who drink that kind of energy drink need to have a certain size can. I don't know. Exactly. Now, you can't be drinking that out of a stout can. It would be totally different. No, it's got to be a tall, You get no energy can. out of it. Right. <laughs> um, but Coca-Cola has, they had uh, like Coke Dark, Coke Vanilla, and they're all coffee drinks. And I'll tell you, that Coke Vanilla coffee thing, and I don't like, I don't like any part of that. It was fantastic. Hmm. It was delicious. They really went subtle, and it's just great. So if you like Coca-Cola and coffee, I'm telling you, those those are some good drinks. Describe the taste profile as if you're sampling a fine wine. Uh, it's definitely like drinking uh, Coke, but it's got just a, I mean, it's like I said, it's subtle. It's got a little bit of a coffee flavor in there and just a tiny bit of vanilla for the vanilla one, and it was great. Hmm. Huh. We're passing it around, a bunch of people drinking, and everybody was amazed at how good they thought it was. So Coke might have a hit on its hands. Oh, Michael's drinking one right now. Actually, Hanson just gave me one. It's ice cold, so I'll have to try. I've never which tried fla- one of these. Which flavor is that? Well, it just says Coca Cola with coffee. It's just yeah, a, that's, like, that's the dark. I think that's just Coca. We'll open it up and drink it right now. Right, although right, you don't well, drink well, coffee, right? No, no. But I'll, I'll give it a go here. The fact that you don't <laughs> like coffee might uh, skew it because I yeah. think it's aimed at coffee yeah. drinkers. Plus, it'll give him a heart attack. He's not used to the stimulant. You know, it's not too bad. It's not too <laughs> well, bad because it's got a little bit of Coke to break the coffee taste, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's going to be a giant hit. Anyway. It's okay for me. Uh, okay. Well, it's like Steve Jobs famously he said, I don't give the people what they want. I give them things uh, that they don't know they want. Right. Uh, I have never for a single second of my life lusted for Coke with coffee in it, nor coffee with Coke in it. Right. But what do I know? Exactly. Here's your mailbag, huh? Oh, yeah. Email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Keep them short. Keep them respectful. If you want, if you want them to be read, keep them respectful. Oh, I love this. Hey, Jack Joe writes uh, Nick from Wisconsin. I grew up uh, hearing my dad listen to your show. I'm now married with three children. I was getting in the car with my four-year-old daughter when I asked her if she wanted to listen to some music. She responded, "No, I want to listen to Armstrong and Getty." That's a four-year-old, my friend. <laughs> So you officially have third-generation listeners now. Congratulations, Nick. I don't know if that makes me happy or sad. Thanks, Nick. I I think Nick's got a strange (laughs) four-year-old. I'm sure she's a sweetheart, though. Oh, my gosh. That age is just magical. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boys, when I I retire someday, I want to babysit two to four-year-olds. That's my age range. 
for about an hour. Well, yeah, well that's one of the reasons it'd be so great. You're doing it for, you know, the afternoon or whatever. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Not, and not doing the nighttime, probably. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Like the two to four range, freaking fantastic. Oh, yeah. I happen to spend a little time around some youngsters uh, this weekend. It's just unbelievable. Last weekend. Ah, uh, I love this from Sherry. Facts don't matter, guys. This about sums it up. And she sent along a cartoon. It's a game show called Facts Don't Matter. And the uh, the host is saying to the panelists, sorry, Arthur, your answer was actually correct, but Paul shouted his opinion louder, so he gets the point. And an extra bonus point also goes to Sue, as she was offended by your answer. There you, there go. you go. That's who wins. <laughs> JT in Livermore writes, it'd be so easy to hate Tim the lawyer. He writes books about an incredibly wide range of topics, historical figures, documents, poetry. Argues cases before the SCOTUS, rides mountain bikes in general. He effectively defends liberty in unique ways and has time to call into an award-winning radio program. Maybe it was regional category fourth place, but congratulations (laughs) on your reward. Your reward. He's probably good-looking with a beautiful wife and lots of friends. Face it, he has a very important full-time job and does more in his spare time than I could dream of doing his full-time job. Uh, He's a legitimate candidate for the mythical world's most interesting man. So hateable, and yet I have a big man crush on the guy. Thank God I bagged a wife well above my station, or Tim would make me depressed. Uh, JT, Tim does make me depressed and uh, and gives me an inferiority complex, but he's still a friend. You know what? I think one of the keys to it, well, one, this is this is unfair. One, you got to be brilliant to do all those things. That helps. To do them well. <laughs> but back to a previous topic just a few minutes ago. Childlessness would free up a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying if I didn't have kids, I'd be a published poet or <laughs> any smarter. But uh, I would have a lot more time for other things. Yeah, again, being brilliant helps. I mean, I could write a book on Lincoln. Abe Lincoln was a tall fella. He had a beard, I guess, later. But he's the president for a while till he got shot. Did I mention the beard? He had a beard. Chapter 2, the beard. <laughs> uh, let's see. Brad writes uh, an interesting point. Fellas, wonder if the age of raising the legal age to buy guns to 21 Ah, Papa, but could make sense, but goes contrary to the Democrats' desire to lower the voting age to 16. Remember that? Mm. People should not be allowed to vote until they've lived a little, gained a little reality, paying taxes, etc. Well, yes, that does run up against Nancy Pelosi's stated goal of having children vote, which is just... Number one, it's nakedly, disgustingly an effort to manipulate children into voting Democrats. Number two, it just runs up against everything else they're doing, so it'll never happen, I don't think. Which, uh, raising the gun age or uh, lowering the voting age? Lowering the voting age. No, no I don't think that's going to happen. I think raising the age to buy a gun could happen. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, and then this. Uh, we mentioned uh, on uh, Thursday, I believe it was, or Wednesday, that uh, that uh, Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, would have to risk a finger to make a sports prediction, as he did. Uh, the AG rule, if one makes a sports prediction, must wager a digit, uh, et cetera, et cetera, writes uh, Andrew... Uh, I just saw a chart on partial and complete loss of uh, digits in the compensation in the insurance industry. Uh, here's here's your chart. Uh, thumb is worth uh, more than $42,000. Really? Losing a thumb lose is yeah. $42,000. Hmm. That's be far, by far your number one finger. What's your uh, least uh, valuable finger? Well, your index is in second place, and it just works its way uh, to the right in your right hand. To your, your pinky's worth barely 11 3 <laughs> So lop that thing off. Who cares? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Jack Armstrong. Joe Getty. What a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So there's a lot going on today with uh, responsibility and work and education and all these different things with the story that the Biden administration is going to have taxpayers foot the bill for some of the student loans. When the details come out, we'll hit you with more of those. And there are help wanted signs all over the place. It's a unique time in American history right now where there are so many open jobs that more people are quitting their jobs than ever before. The balance of power between boss and employee is different than it's ever been in my lifetime. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be 
like in a McDonald's employer, Walmart employer, whatever. I mean, you it's it's different than it was when I was younger. You pretty much had to put up with whatever, or oh my goodness, you're yes. going to be shown the door. <laughs> and now it would seem, from my observation, reading various stories, you and your friends can get together and say, "Look, we're going to quit unless X happens," and they might likely do X because if you walk out the door, they can't function, they can't right. hire anybody. So it is kind of interesting. We've talked before about the anti-work thread on Reddit. Anti-work. It's people who, more or less the philosophy is they don't believe in work, or at least uh, the work-life balance is out of control, or all employers are mean. And But a lot of it is we just shouldn't have to work. <laughs> and there are two million people <laughs> on this thread, and there's a lot of stuff about how unfair it is that I have to work so much. And What uh, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Signed, Squirrels? Beavers and literally every living creature on Earth. Excellent point. Excellent point. Um, I, sh- I shouldn't have to conduct photosynthesis all day. Signed a blade of grass. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> um, and uh, quiet quitting has been really popular. I, I check the anti-work thread regularly. It amuses me or <laughs> somehow. But the the quiet quitting has been a hot topic for the last month or so. Joe brought us that. The uh, the idea that you don't leave your job because you want to keep getting the paycheck, but you kind of quit while still going and getting paid. You just don't do anything. Do the bare minimum. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I take in a lot of different... Uh, media from a lot of different places, and I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this kind of from an economist's point of view, and I thought it was interesting Some being somewhat not charitable, but trying to understand the, the different attitudes toward work than we had when we were younger. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is the social safety net. There's just there's no chance you're going to starve in America. So that has been more or less eliminated as a penalty, and that I think that plays a big role. Yeah, I'd say that's a hell of a penalty. Uh, but one, one, uh, two different things to look at it, uh, ways to look at it. One is there wasn't the plethora of other things to do not that many years ago that were that fantastic. <laughs> I mean, nobody's ever, you know, everybody mostly would like rather stay home than go to work if you're given the choice. You think you do that for a while and you'd be miserable, but. It also wasn't, if, if my dad stayed home from work back in the day, the options for things to do were much more limited than they are now. Well, and the question arises, who would he do it with? Because everybody else was at work. Right. There's just so much more entertainment and stuff like that. So the perception that there are better things I could be doing with my life is just different now than it was not that many decades ago, don't you think? Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, there's so many readily available options to amuse yourself. Yeah. Right. And then the other angle of it being uh, whether or not you get fulfillment from your work. And that has been an interesting change in recent years. Remember when Obamacare started going and Nancy Pelosi said, you know, now now an artist can can decide they want to be an artist and they don't have to worry about health care. You know, or a guitar player or a poet. Yeah, the, the reaction from people like me is everybody wants to be a poet, an artist, or a guitar player. Everybody loved it. What if everybody decides, you know what, I'm going to be an artist using my finger quotes. I'm not good enough at it to actually earn any money, but somebody should pay for my health care because that's what I think I ought to do with my life. I ought to follow my bliss. I want to, what was that uh, phrase? 
Maybe Michael remembers it. We had the, we had a great clip of that. Was somebody uh, uh, pursuing their joy or what was that? Remember that? Makes your heart sing. Ma- yeah, That's having a job that makes your heart sing. <sighs> that was actually on sixty minutes from the labor secretary or somebody talking about how important it is that you know people have a job that makes their heart sing. Nobody. And that wasn't even it wasn't mocked. That was greeted with oh yes yes. <laughs> And that's new, right? Because nobody like, well, my age, really, or certainly my dad's age, really got out of high school and thought, you know, the number one thing I need to do is find a job that makes my heart sing. You just wanted to find a job that allowed you to live, to pay rent. Your stomach stops singing. (laughs) (laughs) Or your. Boy, I tell you what, I. Bolting these wheels onto this axle just makes my heart sing. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Hilarious. People have been living to work for a very long time, and I think the pandemic brought that moment of reflection for everyone. Hmm. What do I want to do? What makes my heart sing? And people are thinking, <laughs> if not now, then when? I'm sorry. This is just so cute. <laughs> But with the big quit going on, you know, that's what people are doing. They're trying to find jobs they like better. But anyway, the point here was, and I'd never really thought about this before, but I think it is absolutely true. Because so many people aren't married and don't have kids, your job is so much of your life and your worldview and your all your enjoyment. In a way that has not been true in the past. So in the past, the job did make your heart sing, bolting wheels on an axle or whatever example you just used. (laughs) Those jobs made your heart sing because you were providing for your family. You got all of the enjoyment that you get. And I know this now that I'm, you know, once I started having kids, I remember talking about this on the air. The role my job plays in my mind completely changed having kids. Mm-hmm. And if 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 it was drudgery, much which luckily my job is not, it still would be fine in that I'm providing the home, the clothes, the opportunities, the vacations, all the stuff for my kids. That's what makes my heart sing. The way I get to that is by going to work. And that doesn't exist for so many people. If you're childless and unmarried, your job is your personality. It is where all of your who I am comes from. If you are married and you have kids, your who I am comes from what's your number one answer if somebody if somebody asks you what you are? I know what it has been for for many, many years. And I know what it is for me. Dad. I'm a dad. But right. if you're not a dad, your number one answer is... Now it's my embrace of druidism, because my kids are grown. But <laughs> but if you're not a dad or a mom, your number one answer is probably, I'm a real estate agent, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a computer scientist, or I'm a whatever. I, I think there is some truth to that. I also think the, the younger generations define themselves more by their hobbies and that sort of thing. But... Uh, I, which, I think, which is nice, but uh, you know, I, I don't don't think there are any hobbies that give you the full on fulfillment of parenthood that is going to make you go, going to keep you going to that job you don't really dig because this is how you afford your kids. Right, right. Yeah, I would agree. I had another point. It was kind of a multifaceted and complicated, and I was worried I couldn't keep it in my head, and I was right. I was right to worry. But I, but it's not a, it's not a front of oh, mind. Now I know what it is. Now I know what it is. 
So I remember at one point our our relationship with our radio company in Charlotte, North Carolina, went sideways. And they, we said, this has got to change or we don't want to be here. And they said, it ain't going to change. So we said, all right, fine. And so we were unemployed for a little while. Um, I was mildly concerned about myself, only mildly. I was extremely concerned that I'd let my wife down. And I was horrified that I had two babies with an unemployed dad, okay? So you look at uh, to what extent is your job, uh, or or what do you need out of a job to be happy? And as we've just been discussing, either millennials, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them, or the cross-section, uh, they need a job that has values and is doing good in the world and that I can feel excited about and the rest of it. I would say if you're childless and, and, and unmarried and the rest of it, as you're describing, you have the luxury of looking f- for that from a job because you are only mildly concerned about whether you'll eat. And and honestly, in terms of the social safety net, you, you're much less concerned than I was back in the early 90s, for instance. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I get that. I think you're right. You're right in a different way than you were saying. Yeah, of course you can ask for that, to my mind, fairly silly stuff out of your job. Because you, you don't need a job for a job in the way is, which has been true for, folks, the entirety of human history. Yeah, I, I don't think, because I, I'd never heard anybody brought this up in terms of all these conversations about people doing drone work and all these kind of things, and they're not happy with it, and blah, 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 is that your heart sings if you're providing for a family. It sure. just does. You're 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 clothing your kids. You're seeing them go off to school. They got a new bike for Christmas. You help them with their first car. All that sort of stuff makes your heart sing. You don't make your sucky job not suck at all. You don't even think about it because it's providing. You don't think about how sucky your job is in the same way that you think about it if you if you get none of those other benefits from it. And that's left out of this conversation all the time. I think. Now there's nothing you can do about that. You can't make people have children, or but. <laughs> But it definitely well, plays a different role. The work definitely plays a different role in your life. It plays a completely different role in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a really interesting couple of interviews with uh, folks from that generation, their attitudes about work. Maybe we can jump into that next hour uh, at some point. Um, you know, I would only say this to some of our younger listeners who hold some of these attitudes. And this is this is your old Uncle Joe. Who, who, who cares for you? Everybody, let's let's do a little exercise together. Everybody blink at the same time. Ready? One, two, three, blink. Oh, this moment in history is past. That's how long it's going to last that you can be the self-indulgent, picky little... Uh, that was sounded cond- condescending. <laughs> a little bit. I apologize. <laughs> Uncle Joe was a little condescending there. <laughs> the period in human history where you can be that choosy will be over before it starts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tonight, a prominent French scientist is apologizing after tweeting a photo he claimed was the image of a distant star taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. Thousands of people viewed the image, but it turns out it was actually a close up photo of a slice of chorizo sausage. He said it was supposed to be a joke. It is a joke. That's he not, said it was supposed to be a joke. It's not supposed to be a joke. It is. That is a, that's the definition of a joke. He tweeted out a close-up of a sausage and claimed it was something from the telescope. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's interesting on a number of levels. So if you if you looked at that, that oh my God, look how be- the beauty of space and nature just it makes you believe in God. But it was a close up of a sausage. I mean, right. you got to think about it a little bit, don't you? And think, well, that's okay. It well, makes you think about the beauty of sausage. <laughs> It's delicious. I like her using her serious voice. It's like it's China versus U.S. or Ukraine play, play or something. Play that again, Michael. <laughs> Tonight, a prominent French scientist is apologizing after tweeting a photo he claimed was the image of a distant star taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. Thousands of people viewed the image, but it turns out it was actually a close-up photo of a slice of chorizo sausage. He said it was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, you can't use the same tone of voice you do use for the Ukraine story <laughs> on the scientist tweeting out a picture of a piece of sausage. <laughs> he said it was supposed to be a joke. I tell you what, that Margaret Bennon, she'd be a long day. 
You want some sausage? So I was you. I was on a Zoom call yesterday that got Zoom bombed. It's the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, and I, I guess that happens to mostly a lot. I just maybe I don't pay enough attention. Or I'm not on a Zoom things, but I was on a Zoom thing yesterday, and all of a sudden there was a fried chicken that had a large <laughs> penis. <laughs> you don't see that every day. You don't. I mean, I don't know a lot about chicken anatomy, but that's a rarity. Well, a human, yeah, a large had a large human penis on the fried chicken. The Zoom bomber said the chicken with the giant penis was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. There's a uh, there's an actual story published in an actual newspaper, New York Post, of course. Granny's dying wish: giant penis on her tombstone. We can tell you that charming tale what? coming up. Well, you, I remember you made a trip to Mexico a number of years ago. All right. Um, where you discovered in the local bazaars that there are many fertility symbols that are rather graphic. Yeah. It that was... the devout Catholic people buy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. There were, oh, I don't even want to describe this on the air. Maybe I'll save that for the podcast, but yeah. It was freaking pornographic, but it was all like super Catholic saint mm-hmm. stuff. I believe this marks the end of the whole. My pronouns are G, Jem, and Zippity Doo thing. And signing off on your emails, you fruitcakes in academia. You're the only people doing it, and your woke corporations. It's the beginning of the end. Saw this headline in the USA Today, which is so down. With all of the woke nonsense, Demi Lovato has updated their pronouns. All right. Okay. Well, we could stop there, but Demi Lovato updated their pronouns to include she, her again. Experts say that's more than okay. Here's the story. The Grammy nominated the alcoholic musician. Uh, her alcoholism is uh, not really... She, she's the one that announced she was California sober. Oh, just, that's uh... right. <laughs> yeah, which means you can drink and smoke pot. Something like that. You just don't do hard drugs or something like that? All right, so I'm just going to I'm gonna read some of this to you and enjoy the absurdity of it. So the Grammy-nominated musician came out as non-binary last May, okay. a year ago May as if we're supposed to care, announcing they prefer others use they, them pronouns when referring to them. In an interview, she explained her recent pronoun update, because now you're not supposed to say they, them. What the they, them is about for me, feeling human to your core. Recently, I've been feeling more feminine, so I've adopted she, her again. So, now that she's feeling more feminine again, for some reason, we're supposed to call her she, her again. We the world that is supposed to, and this is this is such a beautiful illustration of what's going on here. It is a way to demand people dance to your tune, pay attention to you, defer to your requests. I mean, how selfish and dumb is it? To just not only once say no, don't say Joe left his uh, phone behind. Say Joe left their phone behind because Joe doesn't feel that manly or whatever. I mean, that's a, what am who am I to make that request to people? Seriously, 
Where do I get off? But now, apparently, you can change your mind every six months, send out an email, and uh, next week you got to refer to me as Your Royal Highness, and the week after that, she, her, please. Bull-ass! God, stop it with this. But, of course, Jack, as I mentioned in the headline, experts say that's more than okay. Well, I'm glad the experts said that's okay. What if they Mo- had condemned me? Mo Brown, a therapist from Atlanta who specializes in working with transgender, non-binary, and gender queer people, says they are appreciative of that's uh, another they, apparently. They are appreciative of Lovato opening up about gender expression as it brings attention to the fluidity of pronouns. Brown uses they, them, and he, him pronouns. When celebrities share their experiences as genderqueer, it increases visibility for other people whose gender identity, blah, blah, blah. See, what they're doing is admitting openly now, this is all about queer theory, which says there's no men, there's no women, there's no binaries of any sort. Anybody can be anything. There's no such thing as a man or a woman. You can be a menstruating person or a birthing person or a person toting a penis. But there's no such thing as a man or a woman. And by kowtowing to this, I was a her, then I was a them, now I'm a her again stuff, you're validating this queer theory stuff. Don't. A person toting a penis. You say <laughs> it kind of totes itself, honestly. Built it's, in, it does. It seems to travel with me. Right, right. So just ridiculous. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.